0: There's a trillion different ways that you can make side hustle money. We talked about Airbnb, where you can rent out a part of your home for a short-term stay. We've talked about Turo, where you can rent out your car. Well, I got a new platform where you can actually rent out part of your home for storage. Now, self-storage is actually low-key, a massively, massively booming industry right now with all of this pandemic stuff. Neighbor helps you actually profit off that self-storage places you know they're needed but there's a lot of quirks around them neighbor can actually help you do a peer-to-peer version of that where you store you know somebody stores their stuff in your garage and they pay you for it and so you run your little you know self-storage operation and i'm happy to uh, partner with them they are sponsoring the podcast now so i'm really really excited and guys just another way for you guys to make some legitimate money literally doing nothing like very very passive so check out the show notes for that, I really hope that you guys check it out because, man, I think I'm going to try it out. Yo, what is going on, baby? Nathan Kennedy, The New Money Podcast. Last episode, I, you know, I tried to do just like a cold open. I'm not even sure uh, if y'all listened to the intro and the outro because I, I, I've looked at the analytics and, and it looks like you guys just skip to the body. So I might start just hopping right into it, you know, here and there. But yeah, I'm doing a little bit of an intro just to kind of preemptively like tell you that. I mean, we did that. Try that last time. Uh, but thank you so much for coming in. I have uh, kind of uh, a reflective episode today. I just want to talk about a ton of books that I've read over the years, both good and bad, that have, have really taught me a lot and have led me in a right, uh, like a good direction, I would say. And I have a list here. I was going through some old scripts and some old documents. uh, And and I found I I made this list back in right before the pandemic of some books that i had read just to kind of reflect on them. And so I'm just going to share them. I think they're really great titles. Let's dive into it, baby. Okay, so I'm just going to go through this list. I'm not going to go through every single one, but yeah, I'm just going to rip through them. So the first one. You might have heard of this book I think it's Mark Manson uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck I think it's a great book I, I definitely don't agree with everything that he says in it I think his humor isn't like Like some people love that kind of style Where they're like It's just like straight up Like swearing every five seconds I mean I, guys you know I swear a lot But um, with this I was just like I don't know This guy was swearing like a sailor Because he clearly doesn't give a shit and, But there's a lot of wisdom in the book And the biggest thing that stuck out to me was that like it's not about not caring and being like nihilistic, but it's about like, you know, being more choosy with the fucks that you give. Um, which is true. I think everybody needs to give a fuck up about less things in general. There's things that we think we care about, but we really don't actually care about it, or we feel like we should, or we're obligated to, but we really actually it, it doesn't matter at all. So I definitely agree with that. And and there's a couple other insights. Uh, of responsibility like radical responsibility and and not everything you know i think i believe it's from this book it's like not everything in your life uh, is your fault but everything in your life is your responsibility and i i tend to live by that things happen to us that we're like it's just out of our control and we kind of just have to deal with it i've lived by that my whole life and some folks say it's You know, it's not applicable to everybody, and I understand that. And everybody's got their different struggles, and you know, there's systematic oppression, and there's other areas where you know a a consistent level of effort across different socioeconomic status is like yields different results. And I, I completely understand that. But at the end of the day, you have to deal with the cards you've been dealt, and that's just it like i just there's just nothing more than that so you you can you can either try to make the most of shit or you can you know kind of just shake your hand at the air to no avail which i'd rather do the former um and and try to make something happen and that's what i believe in and i hope uh, you guys can resonate with that as well so it's a good book his style i don't know but i I definitely think it's worth reading next one here's think and grow rich so this is another one one of those old ones that's Actually, really influenced me early on, and I really do like it. There is some stuff that, again, I just I wouldn't say I align with anymore. It's a little bit dogmatic, and it's basically like, you know, it's a little archaic. Like it avoids a lot of things that are influencing uh, today's world. But there's a like pretty great uh, fundamental understanding of. What it takes to be successful, and and what you know, just really focusing on having a plan and being relentless, and those sort of like timeless things uh, that come in there, and man, it just it motivates the shit out of you. Uh, so, thank you, Rich. Do enjoy that. Rich Dad Poor Dad, of course, is a classic. I definitely uh, encourage everybody to read that book. Although. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki is kind of a nutcase now the book remains a absolute classic and in, in changing perspectives and a lot of successful people point to that book for their first sort of eureka moment and things like that number four here is wealthy barber this is my favorite personal finance book by Dave Shilton. I recommend that to everybody who's looking to get started with investing and, you know, there's there's more updated versions. I think it's the revised versions or there's there's Wealthy Barber 2 or something like that. There's different versions, but man, it's just it's fucking money. Like it's it's told in this like story format and it's just beautifully written and i just really enjoy it. and it teaches all the concepts that you really need to know so i love 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 that book can't speak highly enough about that book the intelligent investor ben graham greatest uh, investing book of all time no question you know i i definitely think that a lot of schools of thought stem from that book and i think if you are going to read it get Probably listen to a, a lot of these guys. Listen to the audiobook, like I'm a big audiobook guy. I've said that before on the show. Uh, listen to the audiobook because you know it's more of an ask to sit down and read a book. I understand, I've read most of books, you know audio like I guess I'm not actually reading I'm listening to books um, but I retain the info the same like I'll read a book and I'll, I'll, I'll listen to the book and I, and I feel like I'm retaining it uh, somewhat similar and I think that I, I believe one isn't necessarily better than the other though somebody can correct me on that but I've looked into it and I'm pretty sure you retain quite a bit uh, it, it just depends how much how distracted you are while you are you know listening right so if you're doing some really complex things you're not going to retain but if you're maybe just driving on a straight road or a highway whatever and you're just listening like you're gonna probably retain that or going for a walk or whatever so really really love that and the my whole tangent there is like get the updated version of the intelligent investor because the original text is from the 30s i believe and it is like quite dry it is it is not the most engaging book, probably the least <laughs> engaging book I've ever read, but there's so much good stuff in there and it's just awesome. So you should definitely check that out. Let's see. What else do we got here? I will teach you to be rich. That's a fantastic book. I haven't actually read the full thing front cover to back cover, but I just there's so many principles by Ramit Sadie that I love, love, love. And I've read a lot of his blogs and listen to a lot of his blogs more so actually with Optimal finance daily which is another fantastic finance podcast you can check out but he just talks about like this more flexible realistic you know uh, value-based money management system that i really think it just it resonates with me so much i feel like it resonates with a lot of other people and and the, his big ideas are like money dials right so you know cranking Uh, the money dial all the way to 10 for the things that you love and mercilessly cranking the money dial to a one for the things that you don't so like you're basically like you really really invest deeply into like let's say it's fitness you really put your money into that you put everything into that that's cool but then like for example you're you're like you're not getting the new gucci you're not getting the new whatever like you're somewhere is getting pulled back mercilessly and ideally it's a thing that you don't really give a shit about so you know really dial back to things you don't give a shit about and really crank up the things that you love and you're going to live a fulfilled financially holistic life uh, and i love how uh, counterintuitive his approach is because well not counterintuitive but more unique and i and i love that and, and i talk about a lot of his principles on on this uh podcast There's this thing called Millionaire by 30. I listened to it. It's cool. I mean, it eventually just talks about like life insurance schemes and like maybe some more questionable stuff. So I think it's like a special mention here. I I probably wouldn't read it. I probably wouldn't ask you guys to go read it, but there are some cool Well, I mean, you know, you know, it might be worth reading. You know, I'd say three out of five here. I haven't given any ratings for the other ones, but, you know, there are some good stuff. Like it was the first book that I read that taught me about like return on equity and like, you know, not having your dollars locked up in your home and, and and the power of leverage and things like that. So that was really cool. But yeah, I don't know. There's other books out there that you can get. The book on real estate investing by Brandon Turner. Fucking game changer of a book really got me into the real estate investing world uh, for years I've been listening to content on that now and it all started with that book that's awesome crushing it by Gary V fantastic book can't can't say enough about that book I, I mean it really taught me a lot about creating content and just just going out there and doing it and the most insightful thing that I got out of that book was You don't have to be an expert to create content. Your audience can grow with you. And and I believe that we've grown together a lot, guys. Like I I feel like I'm such a different person than I was when I first started recording. And this podcast is in such a different place. And and this business is in such a different place. And I I try to be as transparent and as real with you guys as I can about my struggles and, and, and my successes and shit like that. And you guys have been with me this whole time. And so like my lack of fear from... Sharing that with you guys really comes from that book, Crushing It by Gary V. So I absolutely love the book. Can't say enough about that. Uh, the E Myth. This is a fantastic book too. A little bit dry, but this is like a four and a half or four point eight out of five in terms of uh, just how valuable it is. It is the entrepreneurial myth, basically the E Myth, uh, and it, it talks about stop working in your business and start working on your business. For some, you know, business owners, that's tough because. You know it's 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 intensive they have to be in it but eventually you should like transition to, to work working on your business create the systems so that you you know it can live by itself it doesn't need you to operate and and it, it gets you to a much better place where your business starts working for you as opposed to you working in your business so it's a fantastic book deep work cal newport holy shit i have to reread this book it's so fucking good cal newport top three authors love him his stuff is so insightful he's this uh, computer science prof down in you know i actually came across him because of bigger pockets from brandon turner who's a book with the real estate book that i just mentioned so i it came across him there and then i started reading all of his books and i'm just like so in love with it but he yeah i think he's at georgetown at least he was when he when i was reading it and deep work is basically on like how distracted we all are now and like the importance of like isolated deep like like deep work like concentrated work fantastic book can't say enough good things about that book i, I just really think if you're looking to like optimize your schedule or get really focused or like figure out how to like focus for god's sakes he really comes up with some great things i have to reread that book because with that with what i do man like i think i need to start carving out more deep work time because i do do sporadically i mean i, I do feel like i'm in a flow state a lot with editing and writing scripts and things like that and like i'm kind of in a flow state just ripping with this mic right now i'm just like in the moment which is cool but i think i (laughs) i should definitely carve out some time to like really do some more thoughtful work Uh, and i am planning on doing that very soon so hopefully i rip that in but that's oh man i forgot i read that so good they can't ignore you also by cal newport this is fantastic I, i mean i can't dude these are good books like I didn't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sharing the shit books. There's no point for me to share shit books on this list with you. I mean, I, there's the one, but like, I vet a lot of the books before I read them, like I don't know about you guys but like i don't invest that much of my time to a book without knowing that this is a fucking heater or like somebody said like this is a great book so like i just love all these books which is good i mean sometimes you're gonna read a clunker but i tend to like stop reading it like a quarter way in or whatever because that's the big thing like you're not under no obligation. Like I know you might want to finish it because you started it, but like some cost fallacy, like get rid of that shit and move on to something better. Cause there's endless amounts of books out there. And, and so you shouldn't waste your time on the shitty ones, but uh, so good. They can't ignore you is basically on why following your passion. Isn't great advice for young folks or just people in general. Cause it's, it's, it's very, there's no direction with that. There's no, I can't, it's not actionable because a lot of people, don't know what their passion is or how you haven't found their passion or their passion isn't uh, profitable or it can't be a career or whatever there's a lot of issues so it's not great advice and a lot of people who are passionate about what they do are passionate because of the career capital that they've built and the work that they've put in and the place that they are in their career to where they have leverage in the workplace and that in turn makes them passionate about what they do because of what their job gives them and so it's it's like For me, what I take away from that book is it's still there is still that question of like, so like, what do I do if I don't have anything like I'm like, whatever. And I always just tell folks, like, get into a career that you wouldn't actually absolutely hate, that complements your skill set, that you can make some good money off. And and you can build your financial life to a point where then with where you can then go and explore the world and find your passion. So it all starts with building up that career capital, that skill set, that money that we're always talking about in the show, and then going out fucking off and finding what your passion is. So that's the goal. That should always be the goal is to go and and, and pursue what you love. Um, but a lot of the passionate people in their field have that from the Career capital, which again is is just like the skills and the and the 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 sweat that they put into their career and the, and how good they are to the point where they're so good that you can't ignore them. They're so good that they have leverage in the workplace and they have leverage in their careers and things like that. So you know, I really love that. But that's that should be the goal: getting out of school or, or starting up your life, or even if you're in your 30s, 40s, whatever. Like, stack up the cash and put yourself in a good financial position to make moves. You know what I mean? Uh, tax liens. Okay, so actually, I, I lied. Well, not lied, but I just didn't. Yeah. Tax liens is not a really good book. It just talks about like how you can make money off tax liens. And I just felt like it was like not. I don't know. It's kind of dumb. Um, Like, I I guess you can make some good money off that shit. But like, I just don't know enough about it. Um, But anyway, tax free wealth. Oh, this was a pretty good book. I'm not even sure if you can get it. Audiobooks anymore. I, I couldn't really find it. But this was in the Rich Dad series. And it was just basically talking about i think this is tax-free wealth. let me double check tax-free wealth but it was just basically talking about how you need to focus on you need to be like very cognizant of uh taxes and the implications and everything because it it, it really dictates your wealth and you know that's why the rich are so focused on taxes because it's such a huge it's the biggest cost of if of, of everything right um tax-free wealth i believe that was the name of it yeah okay so tax-free wealth I, tom wheelwright cpa like i love the book because it really opened my eyes to the importance of taxes and things like that um so i, I really enjoyed that four disciplines of execution love 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 this 4 x system it's basically like how to get shit done and how to set up a system and i think the four d's forgive me i'm i'm literally like thinking this in real time i think it's number one is like having like a big audacious goal two is having something to track that goal uh, three is cadence of accountability so like somebody that like you're actually like sharing the goal with that's keeping you accountable and like four is a scoreboard i think but isn't that two way to track it oh, man i'm gonna again I'm, looking, I'm gonna look that up for the x system um really great book though franklin covey so it's the same guy that came up with seven highly Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, like that book. Uh, it's the same author, the same team. So really, really high performance shit. Let me find it. Images. Let me look here. Four Disciplines of Execution. So focus on your wig. So your wildly important goals. Oh yes, act on the lead measures. Number two is act on the lead measures. So, so I actually do live still by the 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 40x system in the sense that like I focus on my leads. Like I focus on things that. I can influence. So a lead measure is something that like, like for example, I go for a walk every single day. A lag measure would be like this, your weight, like your lagging result of your lead actions or your lead things, measurements, whatever, right? So if I'm working out every single day and I'm getting in these amount of calories every day, like I influence that directly, right? A lag measure is it, you can't directly influence it. It comes from a lead or some form of a lead. So focus on the leads, because if you just stare at the scale all the time, nothing's going to change. But if you focus on the inputs, essentially, the outputs will take care of themselves. So you maniacally, continuously work on those inputs. The outputs will get better. love that. And then, yes, using a compelling scoreboard, uh, which is something I have in my room that I really need to, like, update. I haven't updated my March goals. So if you're listening to this, update your March goals. If you have them, if you don't have March goals and fucking make March goals. I have to do that. I, I gotta start getting into a habit of doing that on the first of the month. I'm always like lagging a, a couple of days after, but. So yeah, I, I, I actually do still do 40X to, to some degree. And then, yeah, I'm in a cadence, of accountability, a cadence of accountability. So I have some buddies that are in the same sort of field as I am that, you know, I bounce things off and, and I, I have a, a, you know, a weekly call with one of my guys that like I share everything with this guy and I kind of tell him what my goals are and, and where I'm trying to go and things like that. So I need to refresh this too, but really dope, fantastic book. Really, really love it. Again, for all these guys, audiobooks is the key how to become a straight a student also by cal newport really really great helped me get some good grades so if you're a student go fucking listen to that because it's very straightforward very simple very easy way uh, to you know get, get, get some good grades man that's pretty much it i can't remember too much from what was in it but it was like Pretty much like how to just generally structure your day and 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 I still use some of the productivity stuff that was in that book. So really, really awesome. Atomic Habits, guys, you know, we went over an entire episode on atomic habits, so y'all know how I about how I feel about that. I love Atomic Habits, James Clear. Never split the difference. You guys know that's my favorite book of all time. Chris Foss, everything on negotiating, how to be a fantastic negotiator. Really love this one. And, you know, I've talked about it endlessly of the empathy, the tactical empathy, and, you know, really just having the guts to go out and ask and go and get you what you want. And it's going to be uncomfortable, but it's so worth it. So um, I've talked about that at, uh, you know, like so much. The Motivation Myth. So this is a great book too. I think that Motivation Myth was awesome because it just, basically crunch like crunches the myth crunches destroys the myth of like waiting to get motivated to be successful or like the most successful people are just like these motivated crazy motherfuckers and they are but like dude the biggest insight from this book is like and i find this so much with me like success is the motivator so once you do something it's gonna kind of fucking suck but once you have success it motivates you to do more Right. As opposed to like this just intrinsic motivation. Nobody's intrinsically motivated 24-7, 365 for their entire life. Nobody, not a single person on this planet. Definitely not fucking me. Like there's days where I'm just like, dude, fuck this. Like I'll be, I'll be even honest, man. Like today was like a bad, not a bad day, but I was just like, I wasn't like crazy pumped to like record a podcast today. It was just like, okay, I got to do this. I've got some other shit I got to do, but I got to get this in. So you just kind of like have to set up your systems and your habits and things like that. And the motivation comes from that little bits of uh, those little bits of success. So financially forward, this was an okay book. You know, it was an okay book. I, I can't even remember the gist of what it was, but it was basically just like. Being more digitally savvy with your budgeting and your just money management in general. So yeah, use today's digital tools to earn more, save better, and spend smarter. Like it was a good bull. A uh, good bull. Good book. Bro, I can't speak today. Holy shit! But yeah, it was a re- it was a pretty decent book. What else do we got here? So this is over. Just for the context, guys. This is the past. This is bef- This is like before the pandemic. I, I made this. So I've read a couple of a, a few books since then. And uh, but these were some of the ones I read in uni. Not I don't think it's all of them, but it's a lot of them. And we, we're not going all over over all of them. But Extreme Ownership, really cool book. Jocko Willing, that was really dope. Just just being just an absolute badass and just really owning your life. So I really love that book. Four Hour Workweek, Tim Ferriss, a classic. I could probably reread that a couple times. Uh, I, I hear that some a lot of a lot of successful folks uh, reread that every year. There's one guy, I think John Lee Dumas. Or Pat Flynn or somebody, big big person in my space reads that book every year and gets something different out of it. So I should probably do that. Profit first. Love this book. This is how I run my business. Profit first. The system. It's basically a business version of paying yourself first. Right. As soon as you get paid, you put it into the profit account. You're instantly profitable. As opposed to paying everything off and then throwing your your, your profit as your bottom line. You put it at the top reinventing that and explaining the sort of system around it so i it's how i run my business i absolutely love it the science of selling can't really remember too much about that but it was cool ego is the enemy ryan holiday fantastic book game changer can really keep you grounded i think i that's another book i want to like there's so guys i'm coming out of this i'm gonna read like reread so many of these ego is the enemy is a fantastic book to really keep you grounded and shows you about why ego and how ego's gotten the best of a lot of folks and and why it led to their downfall keeping that ego nice and small will keep you nice and successful um and and i i definitely agree That's one of my like values like my my core sort of values guys there's like honestly man, i don't think i've ever said this on the pod but gratitude ambition consistency excellence and authenticity right I, those are some of my like core core values and and there's a bunch of value, sub values within all of those but I think, you know, gratitude would would be where that falls under. Having a small ego, being humble, salt of the earth. Like I, I really, I really like, like always want to have my feet on the ground. You know what I mean? I never want that to ever change. And I hope for you guys, you have the same. Just really keep a nice grounded approach because it's so fucking important. It's so 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 important to not let your ego get the best of you because it can happen. It happens to all of us, but. I love this book, man. Ryan Holiday is also great. Daily Stoic, you should go check out his stuff as well. Fantastic, Vivid Vision, Cameron Hald. Oh, guys, you know I've done a whole episode on vision and, and planning and things like that. You know I'm a, I'm a big dreamer, being all that, and so I, I I think this is another fantastic book to help you map out your roadmap for the next three years. He talks about having it for three years, a sort of plan. You know, five years, ten years is too far, too many on unvari- very you know variables that could go all different ways one year is is cool but like what's the big vision that's like you know it's it's like three years is like the right time frame and and i agree with that so i have like my vivid vision i'm literally looking at it right now that's hanging up in my room and i think it's kind of crazy that it might actually come true and and i i made this big one i made this one i haven't made a new one for three years from today but the one i made I guess last year a year and a half ago so it would be actualized in in a year and a half from now for a total of three years math right um it might actually happen guys which is fucking crazy and yo when i wrote that back then i was like how the fuck am i gonna do this and i think that needs to be the goal for something like that where it's just so aspirational and, and and you're just doing everything you can in the short term not necessarily stressed about it but like it's just like a north star i'd be like man if i could get here that'd be like really dope and t- for me to be like a year and a half out from the one that i made a year and a half ago and to be like damn that might actually happen is like i have no words you know what i mean so this book means the world to me brandon turner from bigger pockets who is the guy that wrote the book like number six uh, that we talked about in this podcast talks about it all the time, and I think that book like literally changed my life. So love that. And then lastly, guys, for this one is the ride of a lifetime. I mean, this is a really good book. It is by CEO of Disney. Well, he's not the CEO anymore. um Holy shit! Why is his name Bob Iger? Bob Iger. Hey, like I love this book. I've re- I reread it a, a few times. I might do it again. I, I just like so motivational and he talks about his entire story I mean it's a memoir so of course he's going to speak I think I, I saw this one criticism was like this guy's really flattering himself I'm like yeah man he's reflecting on his life like let him be <laughs> but hey his whole history of coming up out of school you know working as like a, a, a studio digital guy at like CBS and or ABC for the longest time rising to like be like the president of ABC or VP to president of ABC and then you know VP uh, of Disney once they acquired them. And then, you know, like he was COO for a while and then he took over Disney in 05 and and he grew the shit out of that company. He acquired Pixar. He acquired Marvel. He acquired all these things while he was in. Like, And it was just like the dopest fucking. He talks about his story with like Steve Jobs and like he, him and Steve Jobs are really close when Steve Jobs was alive. Uh, rest in peace, Steve Jobs. What a legend. And it's just like such a fucking. I read that book and when I was reading that, I was transitioning into becoming a manager, like leading a team. And I was just this book put like the juice in my veins of being like, yeah, like I'm a leader and stuff. So he talks about a lot of great stuff. Uh, in that book and uh, it's fantastic but that's I'll leave it there guys I mean I've really been I really went through quite a few and I think I said the authors for all of them so you guys can go check out some of them I love reading I love learning um, and I I hope you guys love learning too and I hope you're if you're listening to this episode you learn something you learn something of like oh that sounds cool or I want to read that or whatever yeah kind of a longer one but I'm going to try this cold clothes thing Uh, so hey guys (laughs) just no transition but Go uh, leave a review. If you guys enjoyed this episode, I really would love to hear from you. You know, go check out Neo Financial, Wealth Simple Trade. Links are in the description as usual. But I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I appreciate y'all. Boy, I love y'all. But for now, I'm out this mother. Peace.